As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Listening to the number one Chicago Bears podcast, unrivaled, unmatched, and unequaled. Hogan Johns covering the Bears from CHGO. It's Adam Ho, and from the Athletic, it's Adam Johns. Together, they're the Adams. The Adams converge. The consummate pros. The incomparable Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in. Fresh off a of vacation for me. Based on some text messages, sounds like John has been living the exact opposite life of that. Uh, but good to be back. Yeah. Hogan John's here with you. What's going on, buddy? It's, it wouldn't be like travel season for for Adam Johns without a, a John's family bout with the old stomach bug. So as the oh, combine no. nears and Adam John's prepares to, to leave home. Your family has more stomach bugs than anyone I know. At least once a year. At least once a year. That's part of having kids. As I explained to my oldest, now 11, I go, dude, you got to get better at washing your hands. Yeah. Grow like, seriously, up, this, kid. Like this, like you just going into the bathroom and then I just hear, Shh, that's it. Little yeah. rinse, maybe maybe no soap at all. Like, that's a problem, man. We're getting sick around here. You got, got a little hand sanitizer now. going around the house. Come on, buddy. Yeah, Never it's... Well, sorry you're going through that again, but but you um, look good. You got some sun in that skin. It looks like, yeah, a little bit. We had uh, it's a little risky going to Florida this time of year. You never know. I mean, you and I have been at owners' meetings where it's like cold, and that's the end of yeah. March. So uh, we we lucked out. It rained one day, but otherwise we we're good. We we're only there for four days. Just it's hard to sneak away now. The NFL with this two week window between the Super Bowl and the Combine, it's like you got to take advantage of it for a few days. So yeah, you do. Uh, we did the long President's Day weekend thing, and um, yeah, it was nice just to get get some vitamin D in the uh, in the old skin a little bit because with these dry Chicago winters, although it hasn't been that bad this year. Famous last See, words. In the middle of this 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 fight, we actually snuck away to Wisconsin for a night. There you um, go for a little tubing. Not exactly getting vitamin D, maybe some some wind burn as you go down a, a hill. But uh, my boys definitely enjoyed that. You, you got to get away when you can. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, but right back to work. And by the way, nice job last week with the uh, the round table. Seemed like our listeners really enjoyed that. 
So uh, if you missed it, make sure you go check it out. It's on YouTube. It's on everywhere where our podcasts exist. Make sure you are rating and reviewing the pod along the way. And as we like to say, most importantly, tell a friend. Uh, check out the YouTube page as well. That thing's been growing, and I know a lot of people like to uh, enjoy the podcast that way, so it's there for you as well on YouTube, the Hogan Johns channel. Uh, we have a fun episode today with a special guest, the doctor that works with Justin Fields and a number of other Bears players, both in-season and during the off-season, uh, just working on, you know, sports performance essentially and getting these athletes in the, the best shape that they can be in uh, to withstand injury and fight through pain. Uh, Dr. Michael Risher is on the pod today. He's going to join us here in a few minutes and uh, it should be a very interesting conversation, especially when it comes to the quarterback because he knows him very, very well. Um, before we jump into that, though, I did want to address some of the offseason stuff. I know you have a story up on The Athletic with some some interesting sort of setting the table for possible trades moves that we could be seeing here in the next month or so. Well, you finally have some finality, some conclusion to a lot of the the storylines. Head coaches have been hired in Indianapolis. You have the Raiders just releasing Derek Carr officially after benching him this season. So now you have a clearer picture of what the trade market can be. And the combine is next week, so you know conversations are going to get really busy for Ryan Poles, potentially Ian Cunningham as well, as teams fill out what the price is for number one, as teams fill out what the competition is to get a quarterback. Uh, on the, the Roundtable podcast last week, Adam, uh, we kind of rolled our eyes at the conversation about trading Justin Fields, and I think we could still do that. I, th- I, I still think it's ludicrous. That's the word I used last week. But you know a lot of teams are going to trade up for their quarterback this year. And the only reason why the Bears can't trade back is because they have Justin Fields, who we're going to talk about here soon. Yeah, I realize that there's a uh, some time to fill here in the offseason, and NFL conversation dominates it. But the amount of uh, words and writing words that's been... <laughs> That's been wasted on this trading Justin Fields because it's it's unbelievable. It's like every day on ESPN, it, it, there's there's something, and it's like, I, I, really, like, we're, we're we, doing this why, again? Why, why are we comparing Bryce Young to Steph Curry? Like, it was was that like part of the conversation? I oh saw yeah, on, I saw on, that on Twitter today. Like, I, I get it. Maybe is like outstanding athletes, but Bryce Young has not played a single snap in the NFL yet, and. You know, like Davidson isn't exactly like Alabama. <laughs> no, 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 no. He, yeah, he he's a no, 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 no. Bryce Young is a combination of Patrick Mahomes and Steph Curry. I think that's a perfectly fair, reasonable like, conversation. Like they had for, a baby, and it's Bryce Young. <laughs> <laughs> Little Michael Jordan in there too. I think you know what? How else can we hype this guy up? And by the way, he is really, really good. But um, come on. It, there's plenty of time for that. I'm sure it's it's not going to go away. Um, but the quarterback that Bears do have and the one that I know you and I think they still will have uh, going into next season is Justin Fields. He is still working his butt off as he always is, um, which is something that you don't always know until you get the guy in your building. Um, and there's no question about that with Justin Fields. And one of the guys had spent so much time working with Justin 
not only during the offseason, not only this time of year, but also in season as well, is Dr. Michael Risher. Uh, and he was kind enough to join us on the podcast today. So let's jump right in with that interview uh, with somebody who really knows Justin well, and I think I think Bears fans are really going to find some of this stuff interesting. All right, we have a special guest today we're excited to talk to. You may have seen him on Twitter a little bit, uh, perhaps defending QB1 uh, recently. Uh, his name is Dr. Michael Risher. He is the owner of the Rehab Lab chiropractor, pro sports performance doc, and works with a number of Bears players in the offseason, uh, even in season, most notably Justin Fields. Dr. Richard, thanks for jumping on with us today. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. This is a, a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I watch I watch you guys. I, I read the, the stuff that you put out. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of fun to be on here. Really excited. Now, Dr. Mike, can we call you Dr. Mike? I know some of the players call you Dr. Mike. Is that cool on Hogan Johns? Absolutely. Whatever, whatever you guys want to call me. I, uh, you know, as long as my name's in there somewhere, go for it. (laughs) Well, thanks, Dr. Mike. Um, can we start with, let's start with number one. Um, I've seen a bunch of your videos, especially throughout the course of this season. So one, like how did that all start? And two, like, what's that like during the season and how much has changed maybe in his two seasons with you? Yeah. So, um, I mean, just with with Justin, uh, we started working his rookie year. Uh, Riley Ridley introduced us, so that was um, that was a lot of fun. And you know, off season, he bounces around quite a bit. So you know, whenever he's in town, we're working. Uh, I went out to Atlanta with him and Mooney last year for a week, uh, which was which was a blast. But you know, everybody wants to get south at little at least a little bit for the uh, off season. So you know. He's, he's down there bouncing around a little bit. Um, but in season and when he's back here, we're working a lot. Um, I know there have been some things that that people question work ethic. And I 100% guarantee there is no work ethic issue. Like when he's here, we're, we're working. Um, you know, a lot of body work, a lot of recovery. Um, and then we kind of take little pieces of his game that he wants to improve on and do that athletically. Obviously I'm not a, a quarterback coach, so I'm not telling him technique and stuff, but we look at the physical piece and, you know, see where he can improve on the margins, where he can improve as an athlete. If you can believe that, you know, he can improve as an athlete. Uh, but, but that's kind of, that's kind of what we do in season, you know, five, six days a week. Sometimes uh, if there's a bye week you know, we get a little bit less, but it's, it's really often just making sure the body's tuned up, ready to go. Um, but yeah, it's 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 an absolute blast. He's he's a ton of fun to work with. Uh, if people want to check out some of the because you put some of the videos out on Twitter, uh, some of the things you guys work on is pretty cool. And I should have mentioned your Twitter account off the top. It's at Doctor Risher, spelled like Fisher, but with an R in there. At Doctor Risher, uh, yeah. and, and they could see some of that stuff. I I'm curious as Justin went through this season, and obviously everybody could see on TV or if they're at the games, some of the beatings he was taking uh, within games, and then the shift the Bears made offensively, which really unlocked the offense to get him on the move more and run more. That also exposed him to some more hits as the season went on. I'm I'm just wondering where you factored in, in on all that when you're working five, six days a week in season with them and trying to obviously keep them 
healthy, probably not try to overdo it too much, but I'm sure you're also working on things that are also with his health in mind to protect him from injuries. Like, where do you come in on all that? What are the types of things you work on? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of uh, what we do is uh, like tissue pliability and his, his ability to absorb force. So, you know, injury only happens when the demand placed on your body is more than what you can handle. So the more we prepare him, the more range of motion he has, the, the more pliable his tissues are and the stronger he is, the, you know, that is all protective against injury. Football is a contact sport, so you can't prevent it, but there's a, a ton of like thoracic spine mobility, hip mobility, shoulder mobility. We, we kind of hit all the ranges of motion, try to improve that um, where we can. And then we train him in those ranges. So in season, he's doing a ton with the team. Our, our training isn't as much. We kind of pick and choose the, the small places. Um, but, you know, every week I'm watching the game and it's like, all right, you know, we're going to have a, you know, a little bit to work on from that. But, um, he does a great job protecting himself. The, the biggest, um, you know, thing that I noticed from year one to year two was that he isn't trying to make the Superman play. So he understands when he has to get down and he doesn't want to take those hits. Um, so he does a really good job protecting himself and he's, you know, from what I see watching and from what we had this year, he, he wasn't really putting himself at a ton of extra risk, uh, running the ball. Um, you know, there was, there's nothing, nothing you could do about that, but he was, uh, you know, about his, his need to run the ball, but he was, he was doing a really good job protecting himself this year and a better job this year than he did his rookie year. So I, I was really happy about that. And if you listen to his interviews, you know, he's, his, his preservation, his career preservation is at the front of his mind as he's playing some of these games. Kind of beyond it, like from your medical background or, or your, your expertise, like what are you specifically watching like as he plays? You mentioned him avoiding injuries, but I'm, I'm curious, maybe even beyond that, like the way he's moving, like the, the grimace in his face, the way he, like are different slides better for him? Or are you watching how he's running or, or lowering his shoulder, like just his movements? Can you take us through that? Yeah. Um, so I like uh, looking for movement quality. Uh, you can, or I can, I can tell if there's something that, that might be, you know, a little bit banged up and I'll, I'll be watching that area beforehand um, just to make sure that it's not affecting him. Most of the time I watch and there's nothing that, that shows up on film. That's like, Oh wow. You know, he really took a beating there. There's some hits where I'm like, ah, you're going to be a little sore. We're probably gonna have to work on that tomorrow, you know, take a shot to the hip or whatever, but that, that just happens in, in football. Um, so I'm looking for movement quality. Is he, he's not slowing down during the games, which is, you know, the, the big thing is he's still able to hit the top speed. And then, um, you know, I'm, I'm really watching, like, does he feel comfortable? And there weren't really any times where I saw him feel uncomfortable physically, maybe, maybe, you know, after one or two hits, but there, but most of those weren't on his runs. Like he's, He's sliding. He's not diving head first. He's, you know, hit, he's sliding like he's sliding into second base um, and he's getting out of bounds. So um, just a lot of movement quality and, and kind of confidence is, is more what I look for. And then, you know, obviously after the game, uh, he'll tell me, you know, what's feeling sore, or what's not. And, and a lot of it is more soreness from the amount of running that he had to do um, versus actually taking the hits. One thing you hear often when you talk to players that play against Justin they're sort of caught off guard by how big and strong he is. And I remember having that same reaction, both when I saw him in college, 
but also when he arrived at the Bears after they drafted him, I remember that first rookie minicamp, which sounds like that was right around the time you started working with him. And I remember just like even compared to the other rookies that were out there on the field, it was like, wow, this guy, this guy's big. He's built, he's built well. Can you give us an idea of, I, it sounds obvious, but in what ways does that help him withstand some of the things he's going through through the season because he is just a big strong quarterback when he's running with the football yeah i mean the first thing that you notice is like his legs are massive he's just got tree trunks for legs and you don't realize but like he's 230 pounds and that's not a small dude and it's not a small dude to bring down so um like his ability to absorb force is really high um he moves really well uh for that size too, which is, I think the most impressive part. A lot of guys, as they start putting on that muscle, they start losing the ability to move. Well, you've seen certain players bulk up and then all of a sudden they get more injured because they're more stiff or they slow down because they bulked up so much. And he does a really good job maintaining his movement. Um, even though he's, he's so big and he's been that size. Like I talked to him once and, and I think he was like 220 coming out of high school. So he's been able to play at this size for a long time it's not like he hit a random growth spurt in college and then suddenly developed like he's been playing at this size for a long time now so he's really in tune um with his body and where he has a ton of force it's got to be just miserable trying to take him down though like if you do not get a good grip on him you're you're not going to be able to bring him down and you you saw some of the the you know plays that that he broke where you thought he was sacked in the backfield, but because his legs are so strong, he was able to to drive out of it. So the, I think the biggest thing is like his legs are unbelievably powerful. Speaking of those legs, one thing that came up uh, this season is I forget which game exactly, but he, he described them as as heavy, probably because of, of the workload and everything he was doing in games. I know he dealt with some dehydration things down in Atlanta, but like the heaviness. How did you guys address that so he could still keep doing what he was doing that nobody else can really do as a quarterback in this league? Yeah, and I think the Bears staff gets a ton of credit here. They do a great job managing load. They have GPS trackers on the guys. They know what percent of their top speed they've hit during the week um, as well as in-game. So they're managing and they're monitoring you know, running load. And, um, a lot of it is just managing, uh, you know, fatigue as the season goes, uh, you know, a lot of people think like when you're lifting weights, that's where, you know, the, the CNS fatigue sets in. But if you're, if your load is really high running, which it was for him, and it kind of just ramped in the middle of the season, um, he just hit a little bit of, uh, you know, we just, we just monitored his training volume a little bit and, and I didn't have to do a ton there. I just kind of did a bunch of the, the recovery stuff. But the training staff just monitored his training volume in week. Um, wasn't shut down or anything, but they just made sure that his load was appropriate and that he was getting the proper recovery. Um, this year, we talked about it and we're going to uh, change the timing of some of our sessions just to kind of, you know, maximize his his uh, you know recovery and change the CNS load just slightly. So we're... we're um, kind of in season, we shifted our timing just a little bit and next season, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to do even more to make sure that none of that comes up as his load stays high. Cause when, when you're, when you're an athlete like that, he might not be running for a thousand yards every year, but he's going to have to run a little bit. And so we're, we're making sure that like he and I are on the same page and his training staff is, is phenomenal there. So they're, they're doing a great job managing load. 
As you've started to work with with more and more NFL players, uh, do, do you pay attention to, I guess, other quarterbacks or other players around the league? And like when you see the season Jalen Hurts was having and the jump he made from you know where he was a year ago, where he was running a lot and then kind of became more of a passer this year. Do you, I mean, are you studying that type of stuff to see how that might apply to your clients? Absolutely, um, and I think just the the progression and. Uh, you know, feeling more comfortable in what you're asked to do. But I look at all of these players and I look at all the top quarterbacks that are, you know, MVP candidates leading their teams um, <clears throat> in the the playoffs. And and I look at what Justin has and I'm like, there there is literally nothing that these quarterbacks do that Justin can't do. All the off-platform stuff, like physically, it's all there. And it's, you know, a lot of it is uh, him getting comfortable in the offense. And you saw it you know, start to uh, materialize mid season where it's like all of a sudden start something starts to click. And um, we talk about the flow state a lot, like the team started to get into a group flow. And that was where you really saw it start to explode, like the connection with the teammates, the chemistry with the teammates, like that all started to materialize on top of the physical piece. And that's where, you know, the magic really happened. So I, I think second year in this system, you know, third year with Mooney, second year with Claypool, like all of these things are going to start to stack where the physical piece is never going to be an issue. There's not a single thing that that guys in the league that can do that that he can't do. And, you know, the better connection he has, the, you know, the more the roster is built, there's there's been a lot of turnover, like all of that stuff starts to come into play. And you saw the same thing with Jalen Hurts. You saw the same thing with Josh Allen, like quarterback doesn't happen like that. You don't, unless you're Patrick Mahomes, right? And even he's, even he sat for a year, like you're not coming out and being an MVP your first year, especially if you're not drafted into a, a good situation. So um, I'm, you know, I'm super, super optimistic and I've seen a ton of growth from him uh, mentally and even physically. So he's, you know, really set up well for this next year, I think. Can we continue that conversation? Like I'm curious in your two years working with him, like his, his appetite for greatness. He's working with you, you know, beyond working with the Bears, you know, five times a week, five, six times a week. What have you learned about that that personality? What have you learned about that drive to to really be great as you work, you know, one-on-one, one-on-one with him? Yeah. I mean, we talked about some of his goals and obviously his, when you, when you ask him, it's like, he wants to win. And that's, that's number one goal is he just wants to win. He wants to win a Super Bowl. Like that's the most, the most important thing. But along the way, there are personal things that he has to accomplish in order for that to happen. He has to play well in order for that to happen. So we kind of looked at some of those goals that he had. And then are the things that you're doing aligning with those goals? Um, So, I mean, it's whatever, 8 o'clock on a Wednesday night, mid-season. He's already had a full day at practice. He's getting treatment and watching film. And it's like, dude, you already had however many hours of meetings and he's going through film on his own, you know, like there's so much stuff that you don't see that he does. Like he is one of the most locked in people um, that I have ever met. And the things that he focuses on are the right things. It's not like he's in there just kind of, you know, spinning the wheels and doing stuff just to do stuff, just to say that he's checking that box. Like there he's actually learning. He's actually doing all the right things that are progressing him. And so, you know, yes, it's a lot on the coaches. Yes. It's a lot on the, the team around him. Like those are all great, but he's, he's, his appetite for greatness is, is wild. He's he, like, 
he, yes, they have the, the number one overall pick, but he's, he's pissed that they lost so many games. He's pissed that they, you know, weren't able to win. And, and he's definitely taken that into this uh, next season. That's the part that kind of blows my mind when people talk about the idea of trading him away and drafting another unknown quarterback as good as these prospects might be because what you're talking about right there is the part that teams don't really know until they get them in the building they can they can do all the research and talk to all the coaches they want and and but there's very few instances where though they're getting the 100 truth or really knowing uh the kid until they actually get in there and it just really does seem and you're here talking about it as so many others have as well just the work ethic that the Bears know they have in this kid. So it, I just I find like the idea of getting rid of that and replacing it with an unknown is the part that's just so scary in the NFL um, that I I just I wouldn't give that away. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't trade Justin for you know it would it would it would for in my opinion it would be done. I think Bryce Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Levis, they all have their, you know, their good qualities. They're all gonna be, you know, good quarterbacks in this league, hopefully. But like to me, Justin's a known a, a known thing. Like you you have seen his ability to run. You've seen his ability to put up points. I've I've been a Bears fan my whole life and I've never seen an offense look this potent. And like that's exciting. And I know the city's excited about it, but he's you know, taking all the right steps outside of that. I would challenge you to find any other quarterback in the league that was back in the weight room two, three days after the season ended. Like I, I was, I called him and he texted me back. He's like, let me get this workout in real quick and I'll call you after. And like, it's like, you sh- you're not taking time off. And he obviously did to let his body recover, but he's so locked in that he's, you know, still getting work in two, three days after the season. He's, you know, He's it. There's there's not much more intangible wise. There's not much more work ethic wise that you could ever ask of a player. You also work with Darnell Mooney extensively. Uh, you you work with a, a lot of the Bears receivers actually. Some of the defensive backs, Eddie Jackson. Just like maybe mechanically speaking, I don't know if that's the right way to put it. Like how is working with them, like their skill sets, what they need to do on the field, different than working with with Justin and what you do for them? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so. With with uh, Mooney specifically, he's obviously got a different body type. Um, so we do, you know, just a ton of the the recovery, a ton of the injury prevention. But it's more, you know, just you know, fortifying him. Um, and then in, Mooney's big on improving on the margins. So uh, you know, we do a lot of hand eye coordination stuff, a lot of catching stuff. Um, and he's in there. Guys give him weird looks because he's in there doing, you know, these these eye training drills. And making sure that every single day he's improving some small thing about his game, um, whether it's, you know, the one handed catches, whether it's the, the, the you know, we work a lot with um, difficult things that he's never done before. And so, like, we're challenging his brain to find new ways to accomplish tasks. And that's a lot with Mooney because it's not like, you know, it's not like he's taking a hit every single play it's not like he you know is getting tackled by defensive linemen all the time it's it's uh much more out in space so we're doing you know all the stuff to prepare his body for that contact but he's a lot more of the mental piece and again when you talk about someone that's locked in like that dude is absolutely locked in um the uh i I asked him once i was like hey do you mind if we post this he's like no i don't i don't want everybody to to know just yet they're gonna they're gonna see how hard we're working but so like there's a lot of stuff that Mooney does behind the scenes. And then Eddie, it's, it's a similar thing. Um, 
but he's doing a lot more change of direction. His is all backpedal side to side and then breaking up. And so we're doing a lot more work, um, you know, change of direction with him. And so each player, each position has different demands. And so while we kind of have the same, you know, cupping, scraping, needling, all the soft tissue stuff, the areas that guys need work on um, is different based on the demands placed on their body. So that's kind of, that's kind of the big thing. Um, and then, you know, every athlete is slightly different. So one might have really loose hips. One might have really tight hips and you're just trying to find places that they can improve their game. What control can they gain? What range can they gain? Um, to, you know, make them better on the field and just fully access their talent. Like I'm, I'm not a talent trainer, but if I can help them more fully access the talent, that's my goal. I, I'm curious hearing you talk about the eyes. Um, and, and I've certainly seen wide receivers. It's all about hand eye discipline and trying to train, train the eyes as you put it. Is there anything that Justin or quarterbacks can do from that standpoint? Because I know like a lot of the the talk with Justin about improving, and he's talked about this too, just his, you know, the timing and getting through his progressions. A lot of that is obviously just getting comfortable with the offense and, and you know, more experience and understanding the coverages and, and much more X's and O's and football-y stuff. But is there anything that you can actually work on him from an eye training standpoint that actually help him? Or is that just more for the wide receivers? Uh, we do a little bit of that, um, you know, just just uh, his ability to track certain objects. That's not as big. Um, what he and I kind of work on in that realm is more uh, his ability to get into the flow state and just uh, certain positive reinforcements, certain pregame, uh, you know, thought patterns, certain visualizations, and then, um, you know, the breathing. And so there was, there was one when he was mic'd up, you heard him talking to himself, like it's a good day to, to be great and, and all that stuff. And so those, those sorts of things start to actually um, trigger your brain to, to um, release neurochemicals and neurotransmitters that uh, get you into this flow state better. And so you can see when he like, when he turns it on and when he's locked in, you can see that everything's just flowing. And so the biggest piece that we can get to is almost that time dilation where your brain slows everything down and you process things at a much higher pace. We're getting rid of certain, um, you know, it's called uh, hypofrontality. You're getting rid of a certain part of your brain and you actually using less of your brain so that you're more focused on what you have to be focused on and less focused on the outside noise. So that's more of the direction we go because a lot of the stuff that he does, it's going to be, you know, timing, it's going to be understanding the defenses and it's going to be, you know, understanding uh, his players. So, so that's kind of the direction that we go versus the true, like Mooney's got to catch the ball. So we have to work on his eyes tracking the ball a little bit more. So, so that's super interesting to me because one of the things I've noticed about Justin, it sounds like there might actually be some science behind this is when he breaks off, like say things are not going well for a little bit. He breaks off a big run slides points, you know, first down and you just see some of that. I was calling it swagger during the season that yeah. sounds like that flow state that you're talking about, though, that maybe that there actually is some science behind that, that he needs certain plays like that to get him going. Totally. There's a dopamine is a huge uh, piece of that. And so you rip off a big play and that just starts everything setting in motion. Someone makes a big catch. That's there's there's a individual flow that Justin gets into his. Um, he ripped off the I think it was a touchdown run against Miami where he was about to throw to Darnell and then decided mid throw that he was going to tuck it and still 
score, right? And so that's something where, you know, his brain's just processing so quickly that he didn't even have to think about it. His body just responded and, and did it. And so, so, you know, like the big plays and the success builds that up. And so the more success you have, the more success you're going to continue to have. Getting through a season is going to be, well, a topic really in, until he does it. So maybe from like your, your point of view, like what don't we get about injury prevention training and, and the stuff that you guys do to, to help these athletes prevent injuries like when they're not even playing? Yeah. I think the, the biggest thing would be, uh, I think, in, so injury prevention is touted by a lot of people. And uh, I don't know if you guys know Dr. Mason West. We've talked about this a lot. Um, Injury prevention is a myth. It's all about risk mitigation. And so we can do things to the body to to mitigate risk. But, you know, if you're, if any, any play that you get sacked, you're going to have a 300 pound dude landing on top of you. And there's always that potential, you know, to get injured. And so we prepare the body, we prepare the tissues to take more contact, to take more load, to be able to absorb more force. Um, you know, some things are just kind of freak plays, uh, but we learn what the weak parts are. We learn like, Hey, what, you know, this ankle was bothering you, whatever, whatever was like feeling something. And then we increase the load on that joint. And then that joint is more protected. So, you know, things that were an issue his rookie year, we're not an issue this year. Things that are an issue this year, I don't think will be an issue next year because we're going to say, all right, this was a weak area for us. Let's make sure we increase the training load on that and prepare the tissues better for, you know, the physical sport that football is. So that's kind of what it is, is like, you don't, you don't know, you can kind of look at movement patterns and see what the weak areas are going to be. But until you start to feel something, you don't know that that was a weak area. Now we, now that it's been exposed, we can train it. So those uh, listening or I should say watching on YouTube can see the David Montgomery jersey behind you uh, that you have on display. Uh, now you're a Bears fan too. So is this is this part of a campaign to, to bring him back next year? Because he, he's he's kind of in flux right now. I love I love Dave. I talked to him the other day. Uh, he's he's doing great. Um, I would I you know he was one of the first Bears guys that I worked with. He and I have a, a you know like a, a special connection there, special bond. Um, you know just love Dave would love to have him in Chicago. You know, he's, he's one of my favorite guys on this planet. Um, so, you know, if we can, if, if, uh, Ryan Poles can watch this and, you know, see how much Dave can be, uh, an impact in the locker room, you know, culture wise and on the field, like he's, you know, he's it. You talk about, again, you talk about work ethic, you talk about, you talk about everything. Dave's Dave's the whole package. Like anytime he finds a weakness in his game, he's going and hammering that until, it's no longer a weakness. So um, I, would, I would love to have Dave back. We'll see. We'll see where he goes. He's got to make the best decision uh, for himself. But, you know, if it can if it can happen, he's back in Chicago. I would absolutely love it. So what type of training do you help him with to run so angry? Like <laughs> <laughs> that's that's something that I call. So that's that's something that's in a guy or it's not in a guy. And uh, I call it the uh, it's the alpha dog versus the underdog mentality. Dave has the alpha dog mentality, right? He was picked third round. There are a bunch of people that, that knocked on him and stuff and say, Oh, you can do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. And so he's more proving himself right with every single play. There's nothing to prove to anybody else. He's proving himself right. Every time he touches the ball. And if that's running through someone's face, 
that's running through someone's face. Like he's, he's just going to do, you know, what it takes. And he's big on, um, you know, loyalty and family and all of that stuff. And so if he can do something for someone else, he's going to do that on the field. Again, if he can take a block, if he can make a block, if he can make a, a, a big play, if he can hit someone and set a tone, like that's what he wants to do for, for the team. So that's something that's, you know, I think you either got it or, or, or not. And he's got that alpha dog mentality where, you know, it doesn't matter what's in front of him. He's going to, he's going to go after it. I've always been curious because look, it teams definitely like having control over their players and, and, you know, they, they want to be sort of in, in charge of everything, but the, the rules literally do not dictate that they can keep them in the building mm-hmm. uh, year round. So there's got to be, and, and it's not just football players, but all athletes work with personal trainers or, you know, training outside the building where does the how does that work with the team i mean is how do you earn the trust of the bears i guess is what i'm asking to to uh, get to the point where they understand that you're a benefit to the players that you're working with yeah uh that's a that's a funny question um i i don't have a ton of contact with the team um the training staff a little bit but most of it is me reacting to what they're doing. So I'm always going to default to what the team does. Like they always have priority, but at the same time, if someone wants to get an extra, however many hours of treatment in during the week, if they're already at the facility for as long as they are, the last thing they want to do is spend another six hours at the facility getting treatment. That's, you know, they want to be home. They want to do stuff from the comfort of their house and a little bit more on their schedule. And so that's where I think the, the appeal of, of having someone to, you know, come work with you, falls into play. And so I think that's, that's more of what it is. It's, uh, it's, it's, you know, I always, I'm going to default to them, whatever, whatever they're doing. And I'm more of a supplement to what they're doing versus like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm the main guy. I'm doing all of this stuff. It's like, no, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, whatever the player needs on top of what they're getting at the facility. That's, that's kind of where I come in. What would you recommend for two aging sports writers slash podcasters who happen to sit on their butts all day? We're we're actually Hogan and I are actually in better shape than I would say than, than many of our colleagues. Can we put that I was out there say, right now? I mean, yeah, I, I, you, you're a, you're a frequent Pelotoner. I'm still playing basketball regularly. We're we're still right. We're doing all. We're we are aging sports. though. That that part's we are accurate. Aging. The gray hair is adding up. We're not sleeping as well as we used to. Blame the children for that, but. For I'm kidding, but for folks like us and everyday people, like what would you just generally recommend for us? Yeah, I mean the the saying that they tell us, and this is corny as I'll get out, but I love it, is uh, motion is lotion, and so your body's going to feel better the more you move. So find something that's fun. If it's basketball, if it's lifting weights, if it's Peloton, if it's running. Like I hate running, but I love you know. CrossFit. And so I'll go do CrossFit and I might be sore, but my body feels good. But if I go do running, I'm not going to want to exercise. So a lot of people kind of think, oh, I have to fit in this certain category for it to be exercise. It's like, no, bas- like if you go play basketball for an hour, that's, you know, that's an amazing workout. And that's all the workout that you really need. And so I would say the biggest piece of anything is, is find something that you would enjoy doing and then just continue to do that. You know, there's a bunch of stuff uh, that you can do as far as, you know, old aches and pains to make sure you can keep doing it. I love helping people that are uh, that are active and want to keep doing that. Um, but just whatever is the most fun activity for you to do physically, that's that's what you got to do. 
And, and our listeners should know too that I mean you're accepting patients. The rehab lab in in Logan Square. If uh, if someone were to to call you up and say, "Hey, how can you help me?" What would you be telling them? Yeah. So a uh, big thing is is you know we're gonna get rid of old injury patterns. We're going to get you out of pain and then get you to a place where you're operating. You know pain-free and doing exactly what you want to do. So, uh, you know, people think chiropractor and they think adjustments. I do a ton of rehab, a ton of soft tissue. So, you know, cupping, scraping, Graston, uh, uh, dry needling, like all of that stuff on top of the rehab exercises. Um, so, you know, we kind of put together this just full scope uh, picture for you so that it's, you know, it's something that you can kind of implement on your own to stay healthy. So I don't, I don't, I want to see you in here, but I want to get you out of here as fast as possible. Cool. Thanks, Dr. Mike. Yeah, this Absolutely. has been awesome. Appreciate all the insight. I mean, these I, are all I can't things- wait to go up to my colleagues and just, uh, you know, just to let you know, Pat Finley, motion is lotion. <laughs> motion <laughs> Kevin, is lotion. Kevin Fishbay. I've been tracking your Peloton work. Motion is lotion. I'm kidding, but no, I you got to have fun. Some of these guys, you know, you got to get them up and moving. Doctor. Absolutely. Make a, a little competition uh, with all the reporters there, you know, so you can get the most steps in, so you can uh, do the most uh, minutes of exercise. I love competition amongst uh, amongst people is, you know, one of the best ways to get get exercise going. 100%. Well, look, back in the uh, Bourbon 8 training camp days, we would get on the basketball court and uh, that would expose a lot of people real quickly, mostly mostly members of the media. And it was... It was, it was getting pretty ugly. Hey, say, uh, our, Dr. Rich, your physical activities like drinking beer and eating wings, does, does that count? <laughs> lots of arm action there, lots of yeah. jaw movement. So I think, you know, you're getting a little bit of something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this has been awesome. Thanks so much. Dr. Risher, make sure you're following him on Twitter at Dr. Risher. Again, you can see some of those uh, those videos that he was talking about, some of the things he's been working on with Justin Fields, with Darnell Mooney, other players. Uh, very interesting insight into how it all works here, and uh, we appreciate your time today. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and last thing, I have a lot more videos on Instagram. Uh, so it's Dr.MichaelRisher on Instagram. If I, I tweet you know, quite a bit, but I put all of my video and picture content on Instagram. So if you want even more, there's, you know, more stuff over there. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily with 24 seven US based live customer service from discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Because when you're looking for a job, Hogan Johns fans, you want the best experience possible. No questions left to answer and sketchy websites to navigate around. 
LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. And over 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Adam. That's linkedin.com slash Adam to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Well, I hope our listeners found that as interesting as as I think you and I did, John Z. There's just so much. Um, as he mentioned at one point in that interview, there's so many things that happen behind the scenes that you don't always hear about. Or even uh, many times the athletes don't even want out there. Like you mentioned the, yeah. the part with Darnell Mooney. Like, hey, can I post this video? No, I, I, you know, I want to show it on the field. Um, and you got to respect the privacy. So it's really interesting to hear Dr. Risher come on and just talk about some of the specifics that they work on. This is part of the business now. Like players have their guys. It, it's more than just the agent. It's the, their own financial advisors. It's their own chefs, their own masseuses. There's a day at Hallis Hall where a bunch of specialists always go up there. They even have a barber. Yeah. Lawrence Funk, like he's got a barber shop. But Hallisall, so players have their guys, and Dr. Mike is a lot of the Bears players' guys. Does that make sense? That it makes he's their guy. He's their guy. That made sense. They made sense, right? That you know what sense. I'm saying, everybody. Yeah, that made sense. Um, and it all so started with it all started with Riley Ridley. <laughs> Riley Ridley. Is he in the league right now? I don't think so, but that I mean, that's pretty cool because because yeah. they were they were uh, teammates at Georgia. At Georgia. With, uh, Justin instant and conversation, Riley. Instant yeah. conversation, FaceTime. Uh, that's how connections work. But Justin's been working with him for a couple of years. If you look at his Instagram or or Twitter, you could see Dr. Mike working extensively with Justin. A lot of different movement skills and whatnot. So pretty good stuff there for Mike. Yeah. Um, well, you know, for an off-season conversation, that's about as good as it gets. So uh, we thank him for jumping on and... Um, we have another kind of special, unique episode coming out later this week. So make sure you're you're on the lookout for that. Um, I think we'll just leave it at that right now unless you want to get in any of that. But um, it should be another fun episode later on this week on Thursday. And then the Combine's next week. And we'll be there. We'll, yeah, we'll, the Athletic will have a setup just like we did last year. And we'll uh, get into some major draft talk and Get some movement, hopefully, with some free agent rumors. The the uh, franchise tag window opened up today, so we'll, we'll learn a couple things about maybe some of the free agent targets. I know Bears fans want to go after, um, but there's what two weeks for that to get figured out, so it's not necessarily all going to happen here. Yeah, I don't like that. Days. Like in the past, you would have the, the the deadline like during the combine. Remember that Alshon Jeffrey? Yeah, yeah, like. He went from not being tagged to being tagged within 48 hours of us being in Indianapolis. So it's a little different for the teams with Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones and Lamar Jackson. A lot of big names. Well, and that's what's, uh, yeah, the Lamar Jackson thing is sort of lingering. What happens there? Is he going to get traded? And that those are, honestly, for as much as the Combine's about the draft, I kind of view it as more of like the uh, free agent convention. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> where 
the uh, y- you know who is it that always gets upset about the, the the tampering window that opens for two days? It's not really tampering because it's actually legal negotiation. You just can't sign the contracts. Yeah, this is the tampering window. The combine's yeah. the, t- the tampering window, and, and it's such a well-known like. I don't think the NFL really minds, does it? No, it's fun. It creates it's business. It it's creates conversation. The NFL dominates conversation in the sports world. This is yeah. part of it. It's the biggest rumor mill of all sports. Yeah, and we love it. So we'll be down there at the combine as we have been from the start of this podcast. We've always done. We have moved on though from doing shows inside the. Uh, <laughs> Spring Hill Suites to at least being on Radio Row at the Combine. So, you know, we we've, table, we've made we it. We got a background. Sense. We got a producer. Yeah. Adam Hogue's not going down there with three bags of luggage. No, because I would bring all that equipment. Yeah, that got a little out of hand. Uh, now Kent has to do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's why we love Kent. He was all set up at the Super Bowl, all set up at the Combine, and it's part of the offseason. So, um, be nice, though. It's been a, a slower offseason here with not a whole lot of movement with coaches or anything. I mean, in that way, it's been nice. We had the Kevin Warren stuff. So things will really kick off next week. But make sure you're here on Thursday because we are going to have another special episode. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Read all the coverage on The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns, where you go to subscribe. And you can find my work at allchgo.com. Again, thanks to uh, Dr. Michael Risher. Follow him on Twitter, at Dr. Risher. Find him on Instagram as well. And uh, we're out of here. We'll talk to you later in the week. See ya. See ya.